The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Yep, Finnegale Senator Regina Doherty and Socialist TD for Cork North Central and member of the Oireachtas Enterprise Trade and Employment Committee, Mick Barry, are both with us. Welcome to the show, folks. Hi, Anton. How are you? How are you doing? Very good. Regina, let me start with you because the question that we're asking is, do we care about the North? And by we, I assume we are saying the people of the 26 counties. Well, Regina, do we? So I think the answer to the question is a real typical politician's answer because it's yes and no. Um, I think on a political level, you can see the various responses from different parties, and my own is probably no different, to say, yes, we do. Um, You have successive governments defending the Good Friday Agreement. We all know absolutely how fundamentally important peace is, but also equally important is self-administration. And the Taoiseach only said this June excuse me, I think in the chamber, that I think above else we need to redouble our efforts to make sure that we get the executive and the Northern Ireland Assembly back up and running because we see how bereft, you know, uh, policies are because of the lack of it. And just one small example is, is that we all know the island of Ireland is experiencing a cost of living crisis, you know, for the last 12 to 18 months. Our government has been able to respond down here because we have an executive and thankfully we have money that we can give people to tie them over. It's not so easy for the Northern Ireland, you know, community to receive the same kind of support because they don't have an executive and, you know, remote, you know, control from London doesn't have the same impact because it's not the same on the ground. So I think it's hugely important on a political level. And we also have this thing, Anton, called BIPA, which is the British Ireland Parliamentary Council. And it's that's all about members of all of the uh, executives um, or the parliaments uh, meeting on a regular basis, building relationships, you know, building capacity, trying to understand each other. Because I think where the no part of my answer comes in is that there's an awful lot of people in Ireland who probably don't engage with Northern Ireland, with Northern Ireland politics. Um, I, I think, unfortunately, some people do believe and see it as a different country where, you know, fundamentally, I think if we more normalised what the Taunashta then Taoiseach attempted to do with his shared island um, initiative in, in having regular forums, having regular dialogue, engaging Irish people in that conversation, you know, so that we can more better understand each other and appreciate that we are all living on the same little island, uh, you know, and have an awful lot more in common, thankfully, than we ever will have that divides us. So it's a bit of a roundabout way of saying yes and no, but I think um, I think that's probably the fairest assumption that I have. Well, reading between the lines there, to some extent, there is a the, the sense that I get is that we should care as to whether or not we do. Mick Barry, when you look at any of the, the research, when people are asked by the sort of the Red Seas and the, the, um, those research organisations about their views on Northern Ireland, the amount of people south of the border who say that they have a passionate interest either way is pretty small. Yeah, I think um, probably um, a fairly large majority of people uh, here in this state uh, have an aspiration uh, to a united Ireland. Um, but I think if there's going to be a debate on that uh, in the years ahead, uh, it needs to get uh, real in terms of the debate and people need to engage. And I think people need to engage more. That can happen in different ways. I mean, one way is to visit uh, the North. Um, I've been an activist in the labour and socialist movements for more years than I care to remember, but it, it does bring me uh, up north, particularly to Belfast, um, often several times a year. And I would have uh, friends and colleagues um, from both um, Catholic and Protestant 
uh, working class communities there. And it gives you real insights uh, into the issues and and how people uh, uh, view things. Um, I think in terms of the government, uh, Regina has kind of answered the question in terms of the attitudes of people and the attitudes of the government. If, if there's going to be any kind of discussion uh, about, you know, whether you're going to uh, have a united Ireland, there's a number of things that the government need to stop doing <laughs> straight away. Uh, first of all is keeping church and state uh, together. We need to have a real separation of church and state. Only this morning the Irish Times is reporting that almost 90% of primary schools in the state are under Catholic patronage and you have uh, people going for jobs who are pretending to be Catholic uh, in order to secure a job in those situations. So separation of church and state is one basic thing that has to be done. Another thing that has to be done is protection of living standards. The last two visits that I've made to the North, uh, I've gone on picket lines with health service workers, with telecom workers, with civil servants, Catholic and Protestant, who are standing together against uh, pay increases which lag way below the rate of inflation and are essentially a pay cut. That's what they're fighting for, um, to, 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 to protect living standards. And yet the government here um, uh, allows a situation where workers' wages are lagging way behind uh, inflation. Um, so there's now, just two let, let me pick up on some of those. Uh, uh, let me go back to Regina on, on some of those points because the kind of points that, that Mick is outlining there in terms of workers' rights and workers' wages are undoubtedly um, significant issues. But I would put it to you that I think it is highly unlikely that if you walk the streets in Kilrudry or Kilbegan or Kilkenny or Kildare and you said to people, what do you think of workers' rights in Northern Ireland? You'd struggle to find anybody who cares. You would, yeah, because sometimes we struggle to find people to care about workers' rights in this Republic of Ireland. And you know what, but, but Mick has a point, you see. So the kind of conversations and the, the we, I call them parochial issues, right, because they don't obviously impact everybody that Mick is talking about, are the kind of conversations that we do need to have if we're to have a normal conversation about what unity, you know, and unifying people and unifying a territory might look like. And instead... I, I think you're right, Anton. Most people are busy in their lives and they're worrying about their own patch, their own family, their own job. You know, a lot of people see Northern Ireland as quite remote and removed from their daily lives. Um, and probably what would have been, you know, newsworthy over the last 20, 30, 40 years was mostly negative in the first half of that and now mostly positive with regard to peace. Last number of years, we've and the troubles of Brexit, and you can see the, you know, the enormous work that Simon Coveney has done around that. But you are right. Most people, you know, are are concerned about their own patch. But I would challenge you to say that if you were get one of your polling companies to ask people, do they aspire, you know, to have to to see or to wish for a united Ireland? I think most people will tell you yes. And I think also instinctively we're very guttural as a people when somebody peeves us off with regard to something, you know, that might displease the Irish people for the notion that they have of United Ireland. And the thing I'm I'm thinking about was you know the opening weeks of January 2020, you know, when we were going to have a commemoration that really annoyed people because we do you know instinctively feel emotional about a united Ireland, our history, our future. But I think until we have more of the normalised conversations, the more normalised forums and regularly talk about what unity and unifying people look like, what having similar type of employment conditions north and south. And I actually would disagree with Mick. I think our wage standards and our living standards in the Republic of Ireland are far superior than the north. Now they're catching up because there is investment coming to the north. And you saw 
you know, uh, American envoys only in the last number of weeks trying to bring new, new businesses to the north. But we need to have the normalised conversation about what that looks like without kind of, you know, referring back to sectarianism, uh, the old instinct of people talking about the IRA and, you know, all of that negative commentary. What we need to have is this positive, normal commentary of what a united Ireland would look like, what the building blocks need to be in order for, as Leo Varadkar said, that he thinks he'll see it in his lifetime now. He's much younger than me. But, you know, what it needs to look like, what actions need to be taken over the next five 10, 20 years in order for us to achieve uniting, well, um, you know, let me bring you in on that. Setting aside the Republican and United Ireland ideology, which by some is held very passionately, which by some is a sort of a benign wish sometime in the future. If, if you set all that aside and you say, right, other than that, what's the pitch for why people south of the border should care about what's going on north of the border? Well, I think what we hear about what's going on north of the border is is often um, the sectarian politics, which obviously is a, a huge factor. But I do think the media uh, has a role to play here on reporting things that happen in everyday life in the north that people here can connect with. For example, I'll give you just a couple of brief examples. Um, young people here take really seriously the question of climate change. We've had school student strikes and so on. There's a huge issue in the north at the moment uh, about the biggest uh, lake on this island, uh, Loch Ness, which is owned by uh, a lord, I believe, uh, which has been massively polluted over the last while. And there is community campaigning, bringing together Catholic and Protestant uh, on that issue. We're not really hearing about that. Uh, in the media here. We've had demonstrations, Dublin, Cork, Galway, Limerick, uh, the last few uh, weekends uh, in um, support uh, of the Palestinian people, the ordinary people, and the, the assault that they're facing uh, at the moment. But we don't hear so much about the demonstrations on that issue that takes place in Belfast. There was 5,000 people last Saturday. And traditionally, that's seen through a kind of a sectarian prism. You know, if you're Catholic, you support the Palestinians. If you're Protestant, you support the Israelis and so on. But interestingly, in the Protestant community, that's not a black and white issue at the moment. There are many young Protestants um, who uh, feel strongly uh, that uh, what the Israelis are, 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 what the Israeli state is doing there uh, is wrong. And to a certain extent, are breaking with the traditions uh, in their community uh, on that issue, are challenging them. Everyday stories like this, we need to have reflected in, in the media so as we begin a real discussion on issues that concern people here that are taking place in Belfast, Derry and in the north as well. Regina, let me so put actually, it. I, Go ahead. Apologies. I was going to say I agree with Mick insofar as that we need to find unifying um, policies, unifying forces as opposed to the polarising ones that are so easy to find. And they're the ones that usually you do hear about on the news. So you look at something like what Simon Harris is doing at the moment, uh, 45 million euros worth of investment um, in a teaching and student campus in McGee College uh, with Ulster University uh, and the Irish government. These are like, because there's a book of students from the South that go to, you know, McGee uh, College and, and to Ulster University to, to, you know, do courses and actually particularly some of our nurses. But it's to try and find those projects that unify us, that we can both see the benefits and, you know, that's not about politics, it's not about religion, it's not about the past, it's not about forcing people into the future, but it's about finding, you know, projects that will benefit both communities, all of us, 
because at the end of the day, Anton, is that United Ireland is something, whether it's just on the island, whether it's politically, whether it's just unifying people as opposed to the territory, it's absolutely the best outcome for all of us because we've all remember, you know, and, and witnessed for far too many years um, and I'm not just talking about the 25 years of the Troubles, but hundreds of years of what divisiveness looks like. And we only live in a small little part of the world, you know, and it's it's, it's one of the Indeed. nicest parts of the part of the world. Regina, thank you. Regina Doherty, Finnegale Senator and Mick Barry, Socialist TD for Cork North Central there on Common Ground. And The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.